Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The NRL has started and the coaches are very much front of mind. We marveled at what Wayne Bennett was able to do with... The starting point of the Dolphins. And then on Thursday night, I think in Victoria, we should have felt a great sense of pride. Craig Bellamy is doing it, I think, with fewer pieces than he's ever had before. But Vossi was on hand as that perfect week one record stayed intact. Grant goes for a scamper. Harry Grant has scored for Melbourne. Harry Grant has gone over for the storm. Golden point stuff. It was it was quite thrilling. He's a genius, Bellamy. We're across the divide for sustainable office furniture with Andrew Voss. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Hello to you, Vossie. G'day, Jared. Uh, I, what's the plural? Genius? Is it genii? We have genii's <laughs> in the NRL. Bellamy, um, Bennett, quite, quite extraordinary what they achieved in the very first round of the competition. It, it, they're both worthy of statues. I don't know where you're going to put them, but uh, but they're both worthy of that sort of accolade. What, what is their relationship, Vossi, incidentally? I saw this sort of hinted about. Is there a, is there a cold war between the two? Well, I, well I, I, there must be respect. I mean, Craig was Wayne's assistant going way back. I mean, we're, I, I remember interviewing Craig Bellamy. There's a very um, a, a famous game in the history of the Brisbane Broncos, the baby Broncos of, what was it, 2 and Bennett was on origin duties and had handed over the reins to his assistant, Craig Bellamy, to run the show completely. And he guides them to this famous victory in the club's history with a whole lot of kids and what have you. I was out there at Campbelltown remembering... I remember interviewing Craig and he said, I asked him, are you ready for a first-grade job? He said, I've been ready for a while. And there he was, yeah. under working underneath Bennett. Now, that was delivered in a friendly fashion, but you, you may, maybe... Um, you know, there has to be rivalry. It has to be in their makeup. They, they, they can't just be warm and fuzzy, I, I, I don't believe. I mean, that's part of and, and why they are so successful, I would think, would be the competitive desire to get one up on, on everyone, everyone in the league. You also had the calling duties of the Dolphins versus the Roosters, 32,000 there, and sort of an idea materialising in front of you. is How did you take it all in? Well, Wayne Bennett, our, our elder statesman of NRL coaching, um, said that he pulled out maybe the oldest cliche there is. Uh, rugby league was the winner. Well, he said the game was the winner, to quote <laughs> uh, him directly, but, but it was. Um, but I can't move on quickly from the achievements of Wayne Bennett, just so our audience understand. This bloke started coaching in 1976. <laughs> That's 47 years ago he started coaching Ipswich in Queensland. He coached the Broncos on their very first day at the same ground or where the same ground stood, the old Lang Park in Brisbane. That was 35 years ago. The first day of that club, he guided the Broncos to a 44 points to 10 win over Manly, who were the defending premiers at the time. I mean, what a start for their journey. I, I think this may be even a greater achievement, what he did with the Dolphins, because, you know... <laughs> 
this was against the heavyweight in the Roosters. Uh, they also came from behind. They they trailed twelve six early, and uh, he had a he had a playmaker playing his very first match in the NRL. Um, yes, he had the experience of the Storm players, but I think what Wayne Bennett did on Sunday as part of that is is up there with his best achievements in his illustrious career. I mean, that's saying something, but that's how I regard it. That's how big I think the win was on Sunday. It's it's hard to argue with that, Vossi. It was, yeah, if you'd followed the lead up, as I know you documented every step along the way, it, it was astounding to watch. Does the NRL, do you think they steal a march on the AFL at all starting two weeks early? Well, it certainly can't hurt, can it? Um, obviously, the ratings without AFL uh, on on the weekend from, from our one of our employers, uh, Fox, Fox Sports, the Fox League ratings from the first round were not just the highest ratings for a round one, Jared. They were the highest ratings for any regular season round ever. Like that's that's amazing. We had a Saturday night game, which was the highest rating regular season game that's ever been seen on subscription TV in this country. And interestingly, too, um, on that, uh, the the Dolphins actually outrated. Both were very good numbers, but the Dolphins actually drew a bigger audience on Fox League on Sunday than the Broncos did in beating Penrith on Friday night in the 8pm time slot. So, yeah, And they were both big numbers. So, yes, rugby league definitely um, play on and advantage. And I think more people, you know, um, figures like that make more people want to watch. It was a very good round of football, Jerry. You know, the, the standard of play was outstanding. Usual drama and controversy. So many stories out of it. I, I think potentially there could be a bigger audience this week for the eight matches being played. And I think there's... Uh, so there was a lot to take, including the just the sheer bravery and the bloody-mindedness of Cam Munster. As I think once we've sort of had oh, the wow. detail of that finger injury put in front of us and, and the fact that he was out there in the second half, I, I am – so there, players of all codes are incredibly brave. Sometimes I think the NRL players are two-thirds mad and one-third brave. That, what he went through, what he put himself through was really amazing. I, can I say this? And I touch wood. I've never seen um, a bone poke through my skin, and, I, and, I, and I'm in no hurry to see so <laughs> to see that happen. Um, but uh, I, I can imagine you go into a little bit of shock. I don't know about the pain level um, and all the rest of it, but I, 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 I'm assuming it wouldn't tickle uh, to then just get strapped up <laughs> and get back out there. I mean, it's it's movie stuff, isn't it? It's go out there and he played a leading hand. Would they have won without him? Well, you know, that's a hypothetical that you can either answer yes or no, but he, he certainly played his part. There was there was Cameron Munster magic when he came back on the field and, and Melbourne, it's it's a famous win. You know, it's a golden point win. First time they'd ever won an extra time game scoring a try. Yes. All the previous efforts of Melbourne would be a field goal or a penalty goal, but it's the first time that actually uh, won one of those golden point games with a try. And quite incredibly, the first time these clubs played last year as well was a golden point try that Parramatta won down in Melbourne. So nice little um, head-to-head battle going on between these those two clubs, and and for Bellamy to have that record, you know, unbeaten still in round one matches in all his time at the club, yeah, yeah, that's another extraordinary number. That is that is, I, well, I can't imagine it'd be matched by anyone, to be honest. Now that we're getting out into two decades uh, of that, of achieving that, I, I can't imagine anyone has that next to their name. I can't go through all sports, but I can't imagine it's a very common stat. No, no, I'm, I would absolutely agree with you there. Okay, across the divide, how different stories are playing. Has there been 
a wave of affection and admiration for Steve Smith in the aftermath of captaining that Australian team to victory in the third test in his hometown of Sydney? Well, it's a bit like, you know, I'll bring a little political analogy into it, if I will, if I may, um, Jared. It's, you know, they say you don't vote governments in, you vote governments out. I, I think Smith, it hasn't been overboard, um, the, the praise of what was achieved, his role in what was achieved in the third test, and it should go down as a remarkably good victory. But the anti against Pat Cummins is actually the stronger thing, that, that, that if there was to be an upheaval, it would be the ousting of Pat Cummins because of, if it was just based on public opinion, everyone you know, says, Pat Cummins, great fella, but um, he now has this baggage and there's this sentiment towards him. And I, I just say this from the outside looking in, Steve Smith looks like a more active, proactive captain on the field. Just, it just feels as if more is happening. Um, but you know, I'm not out there in the middle, and um, and you know, how, how do you line up a win in India against what we achieved over the summer? Well, again, outside looking in, you have to say a win against India is far greater than uh, wins over the summer against South Africa and the West Indies. But uh, Steve Smith, um, there are those that you know, when we open up our open line and text line, want to talk the topic. There are those that say never again. You know, there there are still so many people that are absolutely adamant, no, never. So, you know, that's a bridge that we may have to cross somewhere soon. I feel like the opinion polls, if we stretch yours, is I reckon the never again category has thinned through these events and separate to, to the other uh, the other part of it. Um, the Kings are in the NBL grand final against the Breakers. Um, and so Perth, incredible market for basketball, and Sydney's been the resurgent market for basketball. What's the place of the Kings right now in your sporting consciousness? Well, it's certainly a call to arms for this Friday. Look, it's become a really good ticket again uh, to go to, and, and, and so many people. No one ever goes to a Sydney Kings game, win or lose, and comes out and say they had a bad night. I, I think it's seen as a as a really good night. They're playing at a Kudos Bank Arena these days, so... They're in that, um, what would be seen by those outside of Sydney, the Olympic Park uh, precinct. Um, so, so big venue, makes it special uh, and, and achieving success back to back. And now to have Xavier Cooks, if they didn't know him before, he was MVP in the final series last year. He's the MVP of the league this year. And now, well, I don't know about you, Jerry, but I'm going out buying a, I'm looking to where I can buy a Washington Wizards singlet <laughs> at the moment. Um, we had him on our show this morning. He comes across as a terrific fella. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he should be an inspiration. Yeah, you know, he said he said in the interview, like he thought his time had passed. Yeah, you know, he was over there as a college kid. Um, he played the summer leagues a couple of seasons, didn't get picked up, and now 27, he'll be turning 28 in his time while he's over there. He's off to the the biggest basketball show in the world. So we wish him well, and it you know all publicity is positive around the Kings. Will Sydney's mood rise or fall around whether they're successful in this series? Look, that might be that might be stretching it, um, but definitely getting like the, even at the at the at the bottom of interest levels, there are more people checking scores. I always think that's the start point, and I've always said that with the Sheffield Shield. No one goes to the Sheffield Shield. No one's watching it, but you still check the scores. You, you, know, you go and check the scores, so you haven't emotionally detached yourself from it. Um, the Kings have gone from, well, you know, blasé about them, but over the last course of the last 24 months, now you want to know win or lose, um, the factor in the finals, you're keeping your interest in them, and uh, and I think a very successful operation both on and off the court at the moment. No, no one's talking about the, 
you know, financial bottom lines and all that, I think things are flowing very nicely. All right. And so my last one is sweeping generalisation. I feel like a big fight in Sydney has more um, cachet than a big fight in Melbourne. Now, that, mm. the rider to that is Melbourne just drew 40,000 at Docklands uh, last year for for a title fight. You've got Tim Zhu and Tony Harrison who are going through the the trash-talking charade in the build-up to yeah, the sure. fight on Sunday. What, what sort of traction and what sort of showpiece is a big fight in Sydney? Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one. Look, I don't know whether people are talking about it. No, like, no one's yet, you know, blocked out their calendar. But I, I thought, uh, you know, great pictures yesterday and it splashed across everywhere, um, TV and, and the papers today, going out onto the harbour, uh, taking them out onto, you know, Sydney's greatest asset, if you will, or one of. We've got plenty, Jared. Don't worry about that. We've got, <laughs> we've got plenty of great assets up here. But to, to take them out of the harbour as the backdrop and allow the media to you know, go free-for-all with the combatants was, I, I think, a, a good move. Everyone's aware of the fight that's, that it's on. Um, Tim Zhu is, to a degree, you know, a household name, but do you part with your cash to watch the fight? Well, that's, that's for fight fans, and, and everyone else just follows the result later. Um, it, it certainly doesn't stop. It won't stop the city. It won't, uh, it won't bring it to a halt that we're waiting, hanging out to hear the result. But... Um, Look, again, more positives than negatives. I'm a sports lover. The more big events we have in the city that I live in, um, the better. Uh, bring it on. Bring it on. Terrific, Vossi. Good call in on the weekend. We'll talk next Tuesday. Ready to go again. It's already Tuesday. First game Thursday. Penrith v South. How good. How good. Across the divide for sustainable office furniture. Why buy new? If you're looking for sustainable office solutions, visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Andrew Voss with us there from Sydney.